The Buccaneers released their initial depth chart ahead of this weekend's game against the Miami Dolphins, and we answer your questions from the YouTube live chat and live reaction comments. Let's go. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I am James Yarko, joined by my pineapple soda drinking co-host, Mr. David Harrison. You can check out all of his written work over at BucksGameDay.com. Check out mine over at BucksNation.com. And of course, make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. And we thank you as always for making us your first listen or your first view of the day. Lots of listener and viewer questions coming in following Tuesday's practice from our live streams. We greatly appreciate yes. all of you that caught the live stream, all of you that caught it after the live stream was over and just a regular episode on YouTube or even downloaded on audio like you're listening to this very episode. Um, again, if you want to get in on the action, just drop a, a question in the live chat or drop a question in the comments. We'll be doing that again tomorrow. So live Wednesday afternoon, following the very first joint practice between the Miami Dolphins and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, we will be going live again to discuss what we saw. And then uh, you guys can filter in your questions as you see fit. However, Tuesday afternoon, late afternoon, early evening, mm-hmm. uh, the Buccaneers released their first depth chart of the season. Kyle Trask, starting quarterback. I'm just kidding. No. Um, but it was an intriguing list. There were you know, not a whole lot of surprises. There were some surprises, not a sure. whole lot of surprises. Um, but for me, the most intriguing part of this depth chart was the return game, the return specialist. And this actually just happens to coincide with a question that we did get during the live chat. So kind of a twofer. We're going to talk about this because it's kind of the biggest thing happening with the Buccaneers right now, but it also satisfies a question coming from the chat, which was somebody wondering about the return specialist and in the live episode, I kind of brought up that right now in practice, they're basically just rotating through guys, and you're not going full returns, and you're not going full contact on returns. So it's kind of hard to really glean who has an advantage over anybody else. But now we have a little bit of data that we can actually glean some information off of, and that is the depth chart. So you got Jalen Darden, who's the number one kick returner and punt returner, which is, I think, what we pretty much expected. We've talked right. about that's crucial <laughs> for Jalen Darden making this roster. We'll get into that here in a minute as well. Giovanni Bernard, the veteran running back, also has some return experience, the second punt returner and kick returner. And then Devin Tompkins, the undrafted rookie wide receiver out of Utah State, who I tweeted during Tuesday's practice, completely torched double coverage. Like they had a, had a corner on his hip. They had a safety playing over top. He ran past both of them anyway. I mean, this right. kid is, is electric when he gets his opportunities. Third in line, punt returner, kick returner, so very valuable opportunities for him. And then Rashad White, the fourth kick returner, no punt returner designation for him. But that kind of gives you an idea of who the favorite is, which is obviously Jalen Darden. Geo is kind of behind him if they need to decide to go with a veteran, kind of combine two roster spots into one, backup running back plus a return specialist. Or if one of these young guys, I mean, Rashad White could be a backup running back and return specialist, at least with kicks. And then Devin Tompkins, I mean, look, this is going to be a tough wide receiver group to crack. But Devin, he had a lot of praise from Todd Bowles coming out of minicamp, and he has only earned more uh, so far. I mean, the, the Bucks PR even put him in front of the media at the microphone because so many people wanted to talk to him. So this kid is making some noise. And for me, James, that was the most intriguing part of, of this version of the depth chart. 
And something that you didn't even mention that I found to be a little bit surprising is, is you take a look at the guys that they're having go over there and field punts and field kicks. And one of those guys has been Scotty Miller, not listed in the return section at all. Uh, so maybe that's not something that they're, they like what they've seen out of him. So they're just kind of like, you know what, maybe this isn't for you. Or maybe it's a situation where, you know, there's only so many spots that they can fill out on the depth chart. And, you know, he hasn't really separated himself from the group. So why risk a weapon like Scotty Miller in the return game if you don't absolutely have to? Now, that's what I think that is, by the way. I think it's Scotty sure. is showing so much ability on the field. And now that he's actually feeling healthy, it's why make him do receiver work and be a return man and risk aggravating or, or a new injury. I think I think more so than anything, it's Scotty Miller kind of having a little bit of a solidified position on the team. Yeah, and he has looked fantastic yeah, he looked so far. Great. He he looks very quick. He you know, no lingering issues from the injury, but my biggest surprise kind of stems from yours because we we continue to talk about this wide receiver group, you know, over and over and there's reason for that. We have a lot of guys competing for a very few spots yeah. and an avenue for one of these receivers to make this team is going to be in the return game. Yep. So you take a look at guys that are really performing well. We know the top four locked, loaded, no questions asked, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Russell Gage, Julio Jones. Well, from what we've seen in practice, from what we've heard about going on in practice, one of the biggest surprises for me was that Brashad Perryman was listed ahead of Cyril Grayson. And I think Cyril Grayson has been one of the shining stars of this training camp so far he's doing everything that they're asking of him he's performing really well he looks more comfortable than he did last year and Brashad Perryman again I you know I mentioned this on our live reaction show you know big fan of the guy he's he's a great contributor to the team but is he that much better than Cyril Grayson when he's not even on the field right now fighting for one of these spots. I think at, the, at this stage of the game, Cyril Grayson has earned that spot more so than Brashad Perryman. And there's still three weeks to go. I understand that. There's still plenty of time for this depth chart, depth chart to continue to shift and move around. There's going to be guys that are cut from this team. But I, I feel that Cyril Grayson earned a little bit more than what was shown on the depth chart. And again, it's the initial depth chart. It's nothing to overreact about or, right. or freak out about. But it was just kind of – it was a little bit of a surprise for me that they had the receiver stacked the way that they did. Yeah, I mean, within reason as well. And, you know, uh, we, for those mm -hmm. on YouTube, show, we just put the, the offensive depth chart. We're only going three deep, honestly, for graphic purposes. To, to get it all on there in one graphic, it just would have been really messy. So we only went three deep on the graphic for, for the offense there. On the defense side of the ball, you know, some surprises there as well. Not, not that we're going to dive too deep into, but, you know, Keem Hicks is the starting defensive lineman. They're replacing Dominic and Sue, which is – something that we talked about during the offseason that we pretty much uh, kind of expected Logan Hall starting off there as depth. K.J. Britt is your your first uh, backup in behind Devin White. Garrett Stewart also uh, in the mix on there. And then Sean Murphy bunting over Jamel Dean for the starting corner. That's a little bit yeah. of a surprise to me, but I think both those guys kind of neck and neck. Todd, uh, Todd Bowles, your head coach, you know, talked about both those guys doing really good uh, right now. And then Keanu Neal, Logan Ryan, your backup safeties. Uh, as well, again, only going three deep. You mentioned Ross Cockrell is actually listed as a safety mm -hmm. on the depth chart right now. And again, last year kind of cross-trained between corner and safety. So uh, some interesting things there. Again, that is your initial depth chart, which means it's it's going to change. For one, Ryan Jensen uh, is is still listed as your starting center because yeah. on IR, he, 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 you know, he's still on the roster. Like he still counts for a roster spot. And as long as he's on the roster spot, he's still your best center. Just, you know, unable to work. 
Um, so more more on that. Uh, and then coming up, we're going to have more of your questions, more thoughts from your questions. And you're going to hear from Vita Vea and Zion McCollum. Mr. Yarko here nailing the uh, Walter Cronkite interview skills um, with uh, with those two gentlemen after practice on Tuesday. We're going to do that. Thanks to our buddies over at BetOnline.net, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thanks, Tim, for making the Locked On Bucks podcast first listen or your first view of the day. If you joined us for our live episode, actually, maybe the second view and second listen of the day. So you make Vinny Iyer your third listener, third view of the day. Actually, I don't know if Locked On Fantasy Football is on YouTube or not. So third listen, right? We always appreciate you making us your first listen or your first view. We did that live uh, after Tuesday's practice. If you haven't checked it out, please go do so. It's a lot of fun. We had a lot of great interaction. We're going to do it again Wednesday following Dolphins Bucks practice, so make sure that you do that. Bring your questions. We will answer as many of them as we can on our regularly scheduled episode, which is this episode that we're doing uh, right now. So during that live, we got some we got some questions about the trenches, both on the offensive side of the ball and on the defensive side of the ball. So we're going to address yeah, no. both at the same time. We'll start with the offensive side of things. Tristan Wirfs, who kind of already did a little bit of a deep dive on him, injured ankle right against Philadelphia Eagles. No surgery, decided to naturally heal. Looks amazing. Looks great. Oh, yeah. And, and other than cramping uh, one moment in time during uh, during the offseason program, hasn't missed a beat uh, otherwise. Robert Hainsey, that's kind of the big question on the offensive line outside the left guard. The left guard position, Coach head coach Todd Bowles was asked on Tuesday when he wanted to have that starting job. Security basically said after the Indianapolis Colts game, so at the end of the preseason. So it's going to be an open competition uh, until then. Aaron Sidney currently listed as your top left guard, but Luke uh, Gedeke is going to have his opportunity to steal that job. So more to follow on that. Robert Hainsey. Here's what I will tell you guys about Robert Hainsey. Haven't really noticed a lot about him, which is great. And to be completely honest with you, he's a center. We're not standing over top. We're standing on the sideline. So unless something really bad happens up the middle of that offensive line, you're not really going to notice him. There was one botched snap on Sunday. It wasn't Hainsey. It wasn't even the number two center, uh, Nick Leverett. It was John Mulshon, who's your number three, a.k.a. emergency right. center. Right. And, and you know, I mean, if you go to the emergency quarterback for the New Orleans Saints, you're talking about Alvin Kamara. So nobody wants to see that unless you're a Buccaneers fan, in which case you want Alvin Kamara having. To I don't know. There, there could be some interesting wildcat packages coming That's out true of that. Too. <laughs> Devin would have a lot of fun. Devin White would absolutely have a lot of fun. Less pass defense, more run defense. Anyway, so really there hasn't been any hiccups, which probably isn't going to satisfy the hunger that everybody has about, you know, the good good feeling you want out of Robert Hainsey. But honestly, at this point in time, like, yeah, they're in pads. Yeah, they're going contact. Some are going full contact. But you're still team on team. You're still buddy on buddy. The Dolphins coming into town. So come back tomorrow. And I'm telling you right now, I'm like, I personally am going in to look at the trenches specifically tomorrow with the Miami Dolphins in town. So we'll talk more about that tomorrow when we get back from practice during our live. And then if you have further uh, questions, we can talk about those uh, as well. So that's everything from the offensive line, really. But James, we did. We're gonna talk about the defensive line. Mm-hmm. We're talk about some of those new additions. But before we talk about them, let's hear from somebody who might know a little bit more than us about how this Buccaneers defensive line Maybe. is doing. Let's bring in James's best friend, 
Vita Vea. We're here with Vita Vea on the Locked On Bucks podcast. And Vita, how are Akeem Hicks and Logan Hall really taking to this defense and along the uh, defensive line? Uh, they've been doing really good. You know, they've been coming in and just joining the group on them. Learned a lot from them. They learned a lot from us. So I think it's a two-way street with uh, with both of them. Even though Logan's a rookie, uh, you know, we still learn from each other. So good being with both of them. Great addition to our group. Yeah, so obviously Akeem Hicks, Logan Hall, they're taking to the defensive line really well. They're starting to blend in. And like we heard Vita say, even though Vita's kind of the – you know, he's the veteran of this group now. I mean, obviously there's William Golston there, but Vea is the veteran leader of the defensive line. And he's saying that even though Logan's a rookie, he's still learning things. They're still helping each other grow as football players. They're still teaching each other different things to try to make everybody along that line better. And that's what you want. I mean, there, it seems like they are really growing and becoming a, a cohesive unit together. And, and you need that bonding in order to trust one another, right? And it's most important in the trenches. You know, you you know in the secondary, you have to be able to trust that your fellow corner or fellow safety are going to be where they belong. As a linebacker, you have to trust that your fellow linebacker is going to be where they belong. But in the trenches, on the defensive line and on the offensive line, you have to have just a different level of trust in one another because you are all working as such a, a you know, it's it's all these guys working as one, more so than any other position group. So it's great to hear, you know, how how happy and how excited Vita Vea is about the new additions of Akeem Hicks and Logan Hall. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Shoot, huge shout out to Vita Vea because when we were able to get some time with him, it was towards the end of uh, the time that they really had to kind of take a break mm-hmm. between practice and their next workouts. But he still found time to squeeze in a question with us. So we greatly appreciate his time doing that. But James, another question we got in the live chat during our post-practice live episode on Tuesday was about the running back position, Michael Henderson specifically, saying that he's heard great things about Rashad White. Yep. But just running backs in general and the depth chart, you were a little bit surprised about the depth chart, the the first depth chart. So why don't you tell Michael and everybody else wondering (laughs) about the running backs about that? Yeah, well, and if you go back to our earlier episode on Tuesday, our live reaction show, um, I talked a lot about Gio. He was my player of the day, Gio Bernard. Um, you know, absolutely fantastic day. Loved everything that I saw out of him. But you take a look at the running back depth chart that we had up there in segment one. And for those of you listening, obviously locked and loaded Lenny in the in the number one spot. But after that, it goes Keyshawn Vaughn as the number two guy. Gio Bernard is the number three guy. Then you have rookie Rashad White at the tail end as running back number four. And honestly, again, we don't want to overreact to the depth chart, right? Because it's the initial one. It's going to change. But right out of the gate, the guy that I think both of us, I think it's safe to say, would have had pegged as the number four guy is slotted in at number two. So obviously they're seeing something out of of Keyshawn Vaughn that they like a lot, or maybe maybe it's one of those situations where they're they're not going to crown Rashad White on their first initial depth chart. But you know, in person, I've seen more out of Rashad White already than I have out of Keyshawn Vaughn. And mm-hmm. that's not to say that Vaughn hasn't made great strides in the in the opportunities that he's gotten. But I think Rashad White is is performing better as an all around running back than Keyshawn Vaughn is. And, and as for Geo, I think he's the second best running back out of this entire group because he is doing everything well catching the ball running the ball looks explosive 
looks elusive. We know he can pass block or else he wouldn't be coming in on third downs anyway. So I was just really, really surprised by the order that they had them in. But again, not something to overreact about. All of the backs really look good so far. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it, it makes sense that on this initial depth chart, Rashad White's number four because experience matters and knowledge of the scheme matters. Keyshawn Vaughn obviously has a two-year head start on Rashad White. Giovanni Bernard kind of has his role. What I've been really impressed with with Gio in, in the practice that we've seen is, is his ability not to just do the things you know he can do, but mm-hmm. now you're seeing a little bit of younger Giovanni Bernard where he's running through the line. Like he's running through the guards, you know, the A-gaps, he's running around the edge. He's running into traffic, into the woods, you know, into the forest or whatever amongst the big guys, and he's coming out pretty clean uh, a lot of times. So very impressive stuff from him. I agree. I think Rashad White has kind of shown more of that three-back ability so far compared to Keyshawn Vaughn, but Keyshawn hasn't necessarily looked bad either. I think you're just seeing a lot of potential in Rashad. But, you know, Keyshawn, the veteran, you know, of the two, right, you know, third year versus first year, um, gets that first crack at it. I think really, at the end of the day, this is going to come down to pass block. Like yeah. if, if you can't if you can't protect number twelve, and Keyshawn talked about that coming out of the draft when he got drafted by the Bucks, that he knew immediately he's going to have to work on his, his blitz pickups because you can't you can't play with number twelve if you can't pass block. So otherwise, Ronald Jones wouldn't be in Kansas otherwise, City. Otherwise, Ronald Jones wouldn't be in Kansas City, <laughs> where you don't need to pass block for Patrick Mahomes because he can just run away from guys. Um, yeah. So I mean, uh, there's some interesting things there, but as far as the depth chart is concerned, I think you know obviously the next two days against the Dolphins in practice is I, you know expect to see some blitz pickup drills. And that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, one of my favorite things to watch. But then in the game itself, you're really going to test. And that's why Tom's not going to be out there. Because if they blow a, a blitz pickup, you don't want Tom standing there. No right. offense, Blaine, but this is where you're going to earn that, that million-dollar paycheck you got is by standing in there and taking those hits when that rookie maybe messes up a blitz pickup. But speaking of, of rookies, we spoke to another one, Zion McCollum, our second interview here on today's episode that you're going to hear uh, from James Yarko, who is beginning to really make a little bit of noise. We talked about him earlier in the week. Talked about him again because he was James's play of, or he was the person who created James's play of the day from Tuesday's practice. So we will hear from Zion in a moment and then finish up ask, answering some of your questions right here on the Locked On Bucks podcast. Wrapping things up here on the Locked On Bucks podcast, looking at the plethora of wide receivers that the Bucks have uh, and the order of the secondary. So, David. Let's go ahead and start with the defensive side of the ball. And uh, we saw, you already mentioned, Sean Murphy Bunting kind of got that nod as the number two corner ahead of Jamel Dean. And again, you know, not making a big deal out of this. And as we saw, you know, over the course of the last couple of years, the Buccaneers run a lot of three corner, you know, sets. There's a lot of nickel corner on that field. So you can, we're splitting hairs a little bit. You know, I think we would still consider Jamel Dean a starter on the defense, even if he is listed as the number three corner. But rookie Zion McCollum, listed as the number four corner, kind of shows the growth that he has. He was listed over guys that had experience in the regular season last year, like Dee Delaney mm-hmm. and Ross Cockrell, who's listed as a safety on the depth chart. But obviously, he's cross-trained, can play both safety and corner. He played corner in games last year. We know he can do it. So Zion McCollum really beginning to step up, really starting to get in a little bit of a groove. And, you know, he's he's getting more and more comfortable in his role on the team, in his role with the defense. And he actually talked to us about that after practice on Tuesday. First and foremost, congratulations on your engagement. Very happy for you. Let us know how you're feeling this deep into training camp. Yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm 
the most important thing, I'm feeling more and more comfortable every day. And so I've been meeting with Bowles and meeting with Coach Ross, and they've just been filling me in. I'm trying to learn the defense like the back of my hand. And so when you're that comfortable, then you're able to see a lot more things and make plays. You excited for the test against the Dolphins coming up in the next couple of days? Oh yeah, I can't wait. I'm tired of going up against guys in red and they're right down the street. So it'll be fun to compete for sure. Zion, thank you so much for some time. I appreciate you. Appreciate Good luck the rest of the week. All right. All right, so there you hear from Zion McCollum again, my co-host James Jarko with the the mad interview skills and me with the mad camera skills. So that's where it truly um, is. Yeah, that's where, that's where the magic happens. Um, you, you like what he said, you know what I mean? And, oh, and honestly, sure. It's a very young guy type of answer, you know, but you see him on Sunday getting coached up a lot. Like, I mean, after every one-on-one rep, after every team drill, like he's getting coached up a lot. And that's just kind of helping that young man get to the NFL level from a, from a, a mentality standpoint, from an IQ standpoint. But the physicality, then you, you go back to that Sunday practice, and I talked about this. There was a you know deep ball to the right side of the field. He was in position. He was on the receiver's hip. He never lost track of him. He got his head around a little bit late, which is one of the mental parts that they're working on with him. But the bottom line is he made the play because he had the athleticism, the length, and he used it properly. So you see the potential out of him poten- potentially. So hearing him that he feels more comfortable and that his intention and and you know, He's kind of a, a, a he's a very kind of calm demeanor type of guy, quiet yeah. demeanor. But also, he doesn't really put and you know I don't want this to be taken the wrong way, but he doesn't like put a whole lot of thought into his answer. He kind of, he kind of just answers the way that he wants to answer, right? But what did he say? I want to know this defense like the back of my hand. That shows you, you know, it may not be like a Ray Lewis type of intensity, like ah oh, or Carlton Davis. I want to be the most feared, but he wants to go out there and do everything perfectly, everything the way the coaches want it to be done, and the way that needs to be done for his team. And that's what you want in a young guy. And I think that's one of the reasons the, the reasons they drafted him in the first place and the fact that he's coming out there, he's taking that coaching. And, I mean, he can go out there and get his butt chewed. And then the second you see him take his helmet off, he's smiling because he's loving every minute of it. You know what I mean? So that's the kind of guy, you know, that you want. But, James, we had another question mm-hmm. uh, pertaining to the receiving group this time. So we're going to kind of go back to that. Uh, we talked about him a lot for that or about a lot of things, but all these receivers have the capacity to make this roster, every single one of them. I mean, we made a joke uh, the other day that, you know, what, just carry 12. Just carry 12 receivers in. We'll figure it out. Uh, put one of them in tackle or something like that. But there's like two or three receiver spots, really, real in reality, because yeah. Chris Godwin does not look like he's starting on the pup. He may not play in Dallas, but I don't think he's starting on the pup. I don't think he's no. missing the first four games. So if that's the case, then he's going to start active, which means you have even less opportunity to make this roster as a wide receiver. Um, so we had a question from 310Fire11 on YouTube in the comments. So, again, even if you missed the live stream, hit us in the comments with questions. We'll still try to extract from there as well. And they want to know, he or she, I'm not sure who, they want to know if the Bucks might be able to trade one of these receivers or some of these receivers for some draft capital. What do you think about that? I like the idea. Yeah. I do. Because some of these guys, if if Brashad Perryman, just to for the I'm not advocating for him to not make the team. Let's just be clear. But Brashad going back Perry. to my going back to my you know, my point in segment one about how I felt Cyril Grayson should have been ahead of Brashad Perryman on the depth chart. If you decide that you want to keep Cyril Grayson, Brashad Perryman has trade value. You know, Tyler Johnson would have trade value. Jalen Darden could have trade value. You have 10 different receivers fighting for these few roster spots. So in theory, you absolutely could trade one of these receivers for, you know, a day three draft pick. Right. You just had a, a receiver in Chicago, uh, David Moore. I believe right? it was David Moore, yes. Yeah. 
another Chicago receiver goes down to injury. They are in a bad spot at the receiver spot. They might be willing to give up a fifth rounder in order to land a, a Brashad Perryman. The problem is when other teams around the league are keeping an eye on all the other rosters, right. they know the Buccaneers have to make cuts. Why are you going to give up draft capital when you know some of these receivers are going to become available on the open market anyway? And I understand there's the argument, well, you want to ensure that you get one. There's going to be plenty of receivers that are cut in the first wave of cuts, let yeah. alone when they go down to the the initial 53. So it's it's a great idea, but I just don't think that the the it would get worked out knowing that the cuts are coming. Right, and that's that's really the big thing is it's not so much that it can't whether it can or can't happen. It absolutely, could happen. Right. The, the the question is expectation of return. Right. Like you're not getting a third round pick for for a training no. camp guy that you're going to cut. Anyway, like that's not going to happen. You're going to get at best a fifth, which I would be honestly, I would be surprised for a fifth, but sixth or seventh more doable, right? You really usually you see these these training camp trades happen. It's a seventh round pick, and it's basically, hey, look, we just don't want him to hit the open market, so give him to us directly. We'll give you draft capital that way we can secure him without having to negotiate or compete against the other guy. Um, fifth round pick, it's like, okay, we know this guy's going to get picked up by somebody. So you're going to have to pay a little bit more or else we're just going to let him hit the waiver wire and good luck to you. Right. It's usually getting traded to a team that's not very high in the waiver, in the waiver order, right? Which while we're on that topic, for those of you who don't know, like the the early waiver order goes from last year's draft order. So just just keep that in mind. Um, but wide receivers are really interesting. We talked about this during the NFL draft. Like why don't wide receivers get drafted as highly as maybe as they used to, like the Calvin Johnsons or even the Mike Evans of the world? Because honestly, every NFL draft now has like 10 guys – that come in and look like they could be legitimate contributors. I mean, you look at the Green Bay Packers. They got two wide receivers on day two. Both of them potentially, potential, right, could be serious contributors this NFL season. Oh, no right? doubt. So that's that's also a part. Like, the market is flush. So if you're trying to trade a wide receiver, especially before that first cut, like, teams might be willing to wait past the first cut. Like, yeah, you know what? We're not going to pay you for a guy. Let's see what hits the open market. Because, I mean, the other team that I covered, the Washington Commanders, They've got a very similar situation. I mean, I wouldn't say they're they're twelve deep like the Bucks are, but nine deep. I would say they're about nine deep. So I mean, Washington's going to be cutting three or four guys. Tampa's going to be cutting five guys. That's just two teams, right? Yeah. Go go around the rest of the NFL. Like the Green Bay Packers probably looking down here, going, "Okay, who do you got? Who, let's take some notes here." Um, I think you're more likely to get more for a guy like Tyler Johnson or a Cyril Grayson than you are Brashad Perryman, just because Brashad. Let's be real. I love Brashad Perryman. Went to Baltimore, didn't do much. Came to Tampa, did really well. Went to Detroit, didn't do nothing. Came back to Tampa, did pretty well. I don't know what it is about Florida, but he's a Florida man. Florida yeah. man goes crazy on Detroit Lions. Like that's that's the next headline. So that's kind of the in a nutshell what you know the wide receiver trade scenario is during training camp. And I think you're almost looking at you know at best a conditional pick in like 2024. It may not even be for the upcoming draft. That's typically how those things do that kind of go. So I, I loved the idea uh, from, from the commenter and I'm sorry, I just, I just scrolled away from the name 310 fire 11, but it just, teams are going to wait for these cuts to happen, but we are going to have plenty to more, plenty more to say about this team coming up tomorrow. And of course, after practice, we will go live on YouTube again. Make sure you are subscribed. Make sure you turn on the notifications. It'll start a little bit later than it did today because practice starts a little bit later than it did on, on Tuesday. So, you know, it 
make sure you have the notification set and you get ready to join us on the YouTube live and you can jump into the live chat, ask the questions that we will get to on our regularly scheduled episode, just like we did today. Thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or view of the day. Now make Locked On Fantasy Football your second listen. Find the intellectual fantasy expert, Benny Iyer, who brings over 20 years of NFL expertise and a unique angle to give you the moves no one else has. Get ready for your fantasy draft with Locked On Fantasy Football. Again, we'll be back live after practice tomorrow. And again, on the regularly scheduled episode. So check out all of David's work over at BucksGameDay.com. Check out mine over at BucksNation.com. And make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire those cannons. Thank you so much for joining us right here at LockedOnBucks. Bucks.